The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Let's get to our guest. Christopher Smart is with us. He is the chief global strategist at Barings on the line from Boston. Christopher, thanks for being with us. More hawkish Fed speak today. That shouldn't come as a surprise. We know what the Fed is trying to do, get the inflation genie back in the bottle. And perhaps the market was a little too sanguine in its view on trying to second guess the Fed's resolve, I think. But now Bullard is saying we need a terminal rate of around five and a quarter percent. Where does that leave asset prices at current levels? Well, I just want to, I mean, I think the, the, the markets have been very much like the old uh, story of Lucy and the football. Um, several times this year already, they get hopeful that this is the end, that the terminal rate is in sight and start rallying because there's a lot of cautious money on the sidelines, only once again to have um, the football pulled away and the Fed governors to pour cold water on that thesis. Uh, I think clearly there there is um, uh, you know a lot of short-term uncertainty with the Fed still talking about being data dependent and needing to understand exactly where inflation is going to uh, to go from here. I think the good news is that you know inflation is headed downward. You know we don't have any more talk of a return to the 1970s and 80s of double-digit inflation of double-digit you know Fed funds rates. That has taken sort of the the corner scenarios off the table and does help you put a floor under where PEs ought to be uh, and where the stock market, you know, should should uh, should bottom out. I, it feels to me like, you know, if we get to four and a half or uh, something like that, the beginning of next year, which is what I think the market is looking for right now, um, you know, we shouldn't see much more downside from here. Just to return to your analogy, I remember Charles Schultz saying that it was important that Charlie Brown never, ever got to kick that football. Um, so with that in <laughs> mind, uh, where do you see the funds rate settling? Eventually, they're going to have to stop somewhere, right? Uh, Bullard sees we're in a five handle now. What do you see? Charles Schultz was a great investor also. Um, I I think uh, it's, it's very hard to know right now. I mean, I think it's, it was predictable that Fed governors, uh, uh, you know, President Bullard and others would come out and see the market rally and say, look, uh, it's too soon to throw in the towel. Moreover, uh, we need to see this. You know, there are a lot of numbers between seven and a half, seven point seven CPI and our target of two percent. Um, and we're going to continue to make sure things are headed lower particularly when you turn from the inflation numbers to the job market, which is still very tight, where wage growth continues to be strong, where consumer spending continues to be strong. Um, I think the Fed has to signal you know, more uh, resolve. I, I'm not so sure that it's going to go much higher than four and a half or five. I mean, I think that's currently feels very high right now. 
I think where the market is missing things is it's going to have to stay at those higher levels for much longer before any cuts start coming into view. Christopher, just watching some of the price action around the Asia-Pacific at the moment, um, considering the weakness that we saw in the U.S. session, modest weakness though it was, we're seeing some pretty good gains at the moment. I'm just wondering if you consider Asian markets now a bit more detached from what the Fed is doing and a bit more focused on the changing narrative coming out of China. Maybe a little bit. I think I would uh, be cautious about drawing too many conclusions from I think you've just you you know you and your colleagues have highlighted some of the company-specific news that's been coming out of China and Alibaba uh, today. But I think it is on the margin more positive that we're getting some headlines from China and reports about um, local and regional officials uh, loosening up restrictions on COVID. Uh, I think it was also just very positive that we had that summit between President Biden and President Xi last week. Anthony Blinken heading to China at the beginning of next year feels like at least. The relationship that seemed to be going from worse to worse every single uh, with every passing week now at least is stabilized. So that may help as well. When you take a look at global markets and you compare uh, those situations to what we're uh, seeing play out in the U.S. right now in an environment where the Fed is poised to raise interest rates and risk assets may still be defensive for a while, are are you tempted to put money at work in in places like China through Hong Kong or maybe India or North Asia like Japan or South Korea? Well, I think each of those, you know, bears bears looking at these days. Uh, what is so hard for those markets right now is compared to the U.S., where rates are rising and growth is slowing, growth is still pretty good in the U.S. Uh, and so I think you need to sort of have a compelling valuation story to, to get your attention to, to look elsewhere. At some point over the next several months, as I said before, as I think we all expect, Rates are going to peak uh, in the U.S. I think the dollar has already sold off a certain amount over the last month, uh, and that is going to get markets feeling a little bit more comfortable that the worst of the hikes um, you know, are behind us in the U.S. and that there is more uh, you know, uh, comparative value to be, to be uh, explored in, um, in Asia in particular. As we enter a period of rates being higher than we've become accustomed to in the earlier part of the century, do you anticipate we're going to see some more bankruptcies? Well, um, you know, all eyes are on FTX right now, which is not necessarily a mainstream business. But I think in any tightening cycle, you get uh, accidents, you get bankruptcies, and you see where the stresses um, are, you know, aren't going to hold. Uh, even in a loosening cycle, uh, as, as you say, if we're going to come down, but come down slowly, uh, there are a lot of business models out there that were designed for very low inflation and rates at two percent. And if they start, if they remain at five and four through this year, I think we are going to see more. Of course, in the U.S., that's coming from a very low base uh, of bankruptcies. So you know, so I don't know that that's going to be triggering massive pain across the economy, but it will certainly be an uptick. So in terms of the FTX story, what is the knock-on effect here? I mean, it's created maybe a little bit of risk aversion in some of the more exotic pockets of the market, but I'm, does it necessarily close the door entirely on, on crypto? Well, I don't think it closes the door on crypto because I think what has been you know, exposed here is what appears to be early reports. I want to be cautious what I say, but you know, a lot of mismanagement and possible fraud and a lot of leverage. 
so that's separate from the attractiveness or the relative merits of crypto. I think what is a little, you know, what makes us all nervous right now is we don't see the connections, but you know, who is overexposed, who's going to have to post margin, who can't get their collateral back. You know, there's likely to be some other fallout along the way. Again, hard to see that turning systemic, but uh, it's still very early days when you get such a big collapse of such a large amount of, um, of, uh, of money. Yes, the FTX story has some ways yet to unravel. Uh, Christopher Smart, Chief Global Strategist at Bearings, thanks so much for joining us on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.